We love to explain quantum physics and the mysteries of the universe, but the mysteries of finance, not so much. Intuit helps you demystify your finances through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Understanding standard deductions or interest rates can be very complicated and tricky with big potential consequences. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey, Jorge, I have a question for you about science and naming things. You know that's, a, that's an issue with me, right, Daniel? <laughs> I've heard that before, yes. What happened? Did they give something a totally absurd name again in physics? Well, I'm sort of wondering about, like, the process, you know? Like, how do you feel about pre-naming? Like, give it a name before it's born? Yeah, exactly. Like, what happens? Is it okay? Or how do you feel about if we give something a name before we discover it, like before we even know if it exists. That way, you know, we don't have to argue about it afterwards. <laughs> Is it like reserving a, a website name? Like you can just come up with a name and if somebody <laughs> discovers it, you, you own it? Yeah, or like uh, one of our marital harmony strategies in my in my marriage at least is pre-assignment of blame like well if this happens it's your fault and we agree that so we don't have to argue about it afterwards <laughs> and how's that how's that worked out before, yeah, uh, so far it's great it's great and you know you just accept the blame and move on all right it's always my fault Does that work by the in way. physics as well <laughs> no but sometimes sometimes in physics you know um people have an idea for a thing we don't even know if it's actually a thing in our universe but they give it a name anyway all right so from now on i say any future particles discovered should be called the jorge on or horgon <laughs> the horhan i think i've created a monster the horhan I'm a cartoonist and 
the creator of PhD Comics. Hi, I'm Daniel. I'm a particle physicist and a cheese aficionado. What's your favorite cheese, Daniel? Oh, these days I'm into the sheep's cheese. I've been traveling through Europe the last few weeks and enjoying a lot of really interesting, soft, creamy sheep's cheeses. I don't know the names of any of them, though. I just gobble them up and smile. Maybe you can pre-name them. (laughs) That's right. They're called Daniel's Favorite Cheese 1, Daniel's Favorite Cheese (laughs) 2... Well, before we get too cheesy, uh, welcome to our podcast, Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe, a production of iHeartRadio. That's right, in which we zoom around the universe trying to find interesting, fascinating black things, white things, dark things, light things, cheesy things, creamy things, and tasty things to talk about, to entertain, and educate you. And we are qualified to do this because we are the authors of a book called We Have No Idea, A Guide to the Unknown Universe. (laughs) So if you are interested in all of these topics, then check that out. What exactly does that qualify us for, other than shilling our book on our podcast? (laughs) Isn't that uh, the uh, synonym for podcaster, just a shiller? (laughs) You know, I heard somebody say the other day, every conversation is a podcast if you just close your eyes. Or every podcast um, is a conversation if you open your eyes. That's right. But we do love to explore things about the universe that we know and things about the universe that we don't know. Like some things that are out there that we don't understand, some things that might be out there and we don't even know if they do exist. We love to delve into the unknown and try to just chat about with you so that you understand as much as theoretical physicists do or don't. That's right. We uh, like to explore things that uh, nobody knows, right, too, right? And we like to talk about why nobody knows anything about them. That's right, exactly. And, you know, one of my favorite things in physics is that there are multiple ways to sort of create a new idea. Like one way, the Mm. classic way is, well, you discover something new in the universe. Like, what's this weird thing? It isn't explained by any law of physics, so therefore we need a new law of physics. Or this tells us there's something else in the universe we didn't understand. That's a classic way, right? Like you're doing something else, like you're in a bathtub or you're (laughs) playing around with radioactive materials and Eureka. Jorge, Jorge, um, do not play with radioactive materials in the bathtub. How many times do I have to tell you that? (laughs) I think you're thinking of a toaster. That's the Uh, no-no. Radioactive. There's more than one thing that doesn't mix well with bathtubs, okay? It's not an exclusive list. (laughs) Isn't this how power plants work? Uh, Just a giant bathtub and some radioactive material? Yeah. First, you get a radioactive toaster. Okay. Then, um, no, that's the recipe for the beginning of a terrible superhero novel. No, but um, one way is to stumble over something new, usually when you're doing a science experiment, but, but not always, right? The other way, though, is to think of something new. Say like, huh, Mm. you know, if there's, uh, you know, X, Y, Z particles, why isn't there also a W particle, right? Or, you know, I see this pattern, you know, the particles go like one, two, three, five. Hmm. Is there a particle that slots in number four? And that's another fascinating way to explore the universe because you're relying on our mathematical patterns and our understanding that the universe seems to follow these patterns and and then following those patterns to find something real and out there in the universe. It's like the theory tells you there should be something there and so you go and you look for it. Yes, and we've done this successfully. I mean, that's how the Higgs boson was discovered. We almost certainly would not have found the Higgs boson if we weren't looking for it because it's pretty subtle. It's pretty hard to spot. But we suspected it was there because of a theoretical pattern that made much more sense 
if you had this one extra little particle. Wow. Um, and, you know, we've done this lots of times in physics and also in chemistry. Like, look at the periodic table. The, for years and years, there were holes in that table. You say, huh, how come we have element number 44 and 46? Where is element 45? So you go out, you look for it, you try to make it, right? So there's lots of times when the theory guides you, it suggests there's a gap here where there might be something new and real out there for you to discover. And a lot of times you find it, right? Like uh, there was an element 45 and there was a Higgs boson. Yeah, I don't know about a lot of times, but non-zero number of times, right? I wish it was more times. Um, although, you know, this is sort of the theoretical direction. And I think it's fascinating and it tells us something about how, you know, the theories in our minds are intimately connected with the reality out there in the universe. Although because I'm an experimentalist, I really prefer the first way, you know, finding something new and weird out there, just jumping in a sort of metaphorical ship and sailing across the metaphorical ocean of ignorance to find something new and crazy that <laughs> makes the theorists rewrite their laws, right? That's my personal scientific fantasy. Mm. But uh, today we're focusing on the other, yeah. So then you can win a meth metaphorical Nobel Prize <laughs> or get a metaphorical PhD. That's right. Well, you know, then I'll have metaphorical groupies, which are better than not groupies, you know, hey. And uh, you get the metaphorical prize. Uh, metaphorical prize money comes with the metaphorical prize, yeah. Cool. Well, today we are going to be talking about a topic that kind of falls in that uh, later uh, category, right? Like the one where we the physicists have dreamed about it, have thought about it, have imagined it, but we don't really know if it exists or if it's out there. Yeah, I don't even know if it falls into that category yet. It's like threatening to mm. fall into that category. It's like, you know, um, rolling, down metaphor right cliff, now. Yeah, rolling down the cliff towards that category, you know, it's sort of like in the oh, super category of that category. I don't even know if it really exists yet as an idea, but it's a fun topic to think about. Yeah, so it's a super fascinating topic and it came to us through a question from a reader. So today we'll be talking about... White holes. What is a white hole? How can you have a hole that's white? <laughs> that's right. Um, that's the topic of today's podcast. And we want to give a special shout out to one of our listeners, a UCI alum, Ryan Keith, whose birthday it is this week. And this shout out comes to her from her sister, Kate Azar, who's also a UCI alum. And the two of them told me that they sometimes wish they were still on campus at UCI so they could get accosted by a random physicist asking them questions. Uh, <laughs> but they only wish that sometimes. Most of the time, <laughs> they're they're happy they're not being accosted by a physicist. I don't or know. Happy to not, not they, they, they don't want it often enough to actually go to campus and hang out, you know, or come knock on my door and uh, offer to answer <laughs> these questions. It's not that hard, you know. My office number is listed on the web, so anybody wants to come by and answer questions is well. Welcome to, but nobody ever does. I feel like that's when we know we'll have, uh, we made it, Daniel. <laughs> when people show up at your office and they're like, hey, ask me a question. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'll let you know if that ever happens. Well, this is a perfect point to take a break. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. 
There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities. But it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Well, uh, so white holes, this is a pretty um, crazy topic because I think everyone has heard of black holes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm sure most people have heard of them, but um, how many people have heard of white holes? Yeah, and black holes are definitely part of the sort of culture and people have heard about them and they're in movies and, you know, probably in rap songs and all sorts of stuff. They've deeply penetrated the sort of social brain on physics. Um And so I was curious, like, what do people know about white holes? Has anybody heard of them before? Does anybody understand it? Yeah, so as usual, Daniel went out there and talked to people on the street and asked them if they knew what a white hole was. And so before you listen to these answers, think about it for a second. If you were accosted by a physicist or if you went into Daniel's office and asked him to ask you a question (laughs) and he asked you, what is a white hole? What would you answer? You'd say, oops, I regret doing this. Here's what people had to say. And usually I would say no Googling, but in this case, Googling won't even help you. No, I've never heard that. I've heard black hole, though. Okay. And what's your best guess what a white hole might be then? Um, If black hole is black, then white hole is white. (laughs) (laughs) I've not, actually. Okay. Do you have any guesses what it might be? Uh, I mean, so if, if a black hole is a 
curvature of space-time that light cannot escape from. I imagine a white hole would be the inverse of that, but like, I, like that's a, I can't even wrap my brain around quite what that would mean. No, I heard black hole, not white hole. Honestly, all I think about is like a black hole when I think of a white hole, so I'm not really sure. Uh, no, I, I guess, but no. A white hole, yeah, it's like the opposite of a black hole. What does that mean? It's like the Big Bang, essentially. That's kind of the only example that we have of it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right. I remember hearing about it. I have no idea what it is. Maybe there's, like, too much energy from stars. I don't know, actually, what it might be. All right. Not not a lot of familiarity with white holes. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, not a lot of people have a solid idea of what a white hole is. And, you know, um, as you'll hear later on in the podcast, that puts them in some pretty good company. Well, I like the person who said, um, if a black hole is black, then a white hole is white. <laughs> Boom. Like right? a, that, that's an answer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? That person was thinking on their feet and that uh, and they're not too far off. You know, like that's basically the logic, right? That's that's the whole concept of a white hole is like, here's a thing. Could we have the opposite thing, right? Because, mm. you know, hey, in physics, there are lots of opposites. Particles have antiparticles, right? You know, um, up has down, plus has minus, you know? Um, not everything has an opposite. Like mass doesn't have negative mass, but there are a lot of things that have opposites. The, the universe likes to have symmetry, it seems. And so it's totally reasonable when you discover something to look for the sort of the opposite of it, the negative of it, the mirror reflection of it. Um, well, technically, that that uh, listener, um, that person is correct, right? It's it's like a black hole is black and a white hole is white. That's pretty much uh, all you need to know. Yeah, that's it. Podcast and done. that's our podcast for today, folks. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> well, this is kind of a crazy uh, subject. And uh, to be honest, I had not heard about white holes at all until... I think recently, maybe you brought it up or in one of our episodes. You mean 30 minutes um, ago so when how, I said, how, let's do a podcast yeah. about them? <laughs> when you sent me the notes for this. <laughs> yeah, that's when I heard about it. Um, but, uh, but is it like a new idea? Is it uh, something that's been around for a while? Or is it, you know, something you just came up with 10 minutes ago? <laughs> that's right. One of these days, I'm going to prank you by inventing a totally ridiculous made-up idea and have you do a whole podcast about it. In the end, I'll reveal that it's just some silly thought of mine. Um, <laughs> 30 minutes in, you're like, gotcha. And oh, man, yet, totally it'll gonna... be a totally valid podcast episode that we will totally publish right. anyway. No, that'll be the control episode, right? We'll see how interested and, um, and in-depth can Jorge go on a topic that's complete nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our control episode to see if uh, anyone's listening to this <laughs> podcast. Right. Or it's the placebo podcast, right? How much can you think you understand <laughs> about something that actually means nothing? Um, no, but it's not that old. I mean, the whole idea of black holes itself is not that old. It's like, you know, about really? as old as what? general relativity, which is just about 100 years, right? Now, mm. black holes only discovered a few decades ago, right? It's an actual thing in the universe. And so, wow. first of all, black holes are a great example of the sort of theoretical lead discovery. Like, wow, the equations tell us this could exist. Like, we did a bunch of experiments. We learned something about the universe. We wrote equations that described what we learned. And then we explored those equations and discovered in some weird corners, those equations dis uh, describe something strange we'd never seen before. Let's see if that means the equations are wrong or that thing is, the equations are right and that thing is actually mm. out there, right? 
So that's the sort of history of yeah. black holes. It's crazy to think that I'm older than our our confirmation of black holes. Like uh, for part <laughs> of my life, we didn't know if black holes existed. <laughs> that's right. I might say that it's a more important moment in the history of physics, discovery of black holes, <laughs> than the birth of Jorge Cham. Birth. But, you know, it's, that remains to be seen. Like we'll see what physics it you remains, accomplish. That's right. To be, TBD. It's <laughs> that's TBD. Right. That's right. Life, your life ain't over yet. So you got time to, to ratchet that up. Um, white holes, I think, proposed originally in the 60s. And, you know, the, the whole idea is not too far from what from what that listener, uh, what that interviewee said, which is like, okay, we have this thing of black holes, right? Black holes are a region where things can enter, but nothing can escape, right? And that's why they seem black. Right. That's the definition of a black hole. It's like a the, the part of space where it, there's so much gravity, nothing can come out of it. That's right. And the way I like to think about it is not like the gravity is pulling so hard that even photons can't climb up that mountain, but that gravity is, there's so much gravity there that space is bent in such a way that there's just no paths out. You know, photons are zooming around inside the black hole, but there's just space is bent in a way that makes it sort of self-contained. It's like cut off from the rest of the universe. Like a hole in space, literally. Yeah. Or sort of like, you know, a sub-universe, right? Like, there's just no way out of it. You know, it's an escape room where there just is no key. Um, it doesn't matter how smart you are. And um, so people thought, well, is it possible to have the opposite, right? And the opposite of a black hole, you name it a white hole, right? Um, is a region where nothing can enter, right? So things can escape, it, things can shoot out of it, but nothing can go into it. Like if you try to go into it, what would happen? You get bounced back or? Yeah, well, the way like nothing can leave a black hole, right? Because the space there is disconnected. Mm -hmm. You can't get into a white hole. Like you'll, you know, the paths that approach a white hole get bent away from it. Rather than all getting bent to it, they just get bent away from it. Yeah. Okay. But, it, you know, and that makes you wonder like, okay, when you invert a white, a black hole, you get a white hole. You've like inverted the word black into the word white. Why didn't you invert hole also, right? Like, why isn't a black That's hole a inverted into a, I don't know. A, like a white, uh, what's the opposite of a hole? A bump? I don't know. A lump? A bump, stump? A white bump? <laughs> 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 and that explains uh, why it's, uh, they don't use it. They couldn't get any funding for white bumps. Yeah, exactly. And so the next thing you can do is you can say, well, uh, is that possible? Like, uh, you know, could that thing exist at all? Is it is do, do the equations in fact predict the existence of this kind of thing? Something where nothing, um, nothing can enter, but things can escape, right? And, and just like take a moment to think about like what that would mean physically. Like, here's something where nothing is allowed to go in, but it's like shooting out particles all the time, right? Like things can right. leave it. It's like, you know, it's white. if it has things inside. Yeah, but it's um, if it doesn't have things inside, it doesn't exist, right? Like it only exists if it has some mass to it. Well, it's not just that things can leave, but it's that anything inside of it, it gets shot out kind of, right? Like a, it's, if it's the opposite of a black hole where like it, it gets sucked in and can't escape, then is the opposite that anything inside just automatically gets expelled? Yeah, I think everything inside eventually gets kicked out. And so, mm. you know, what would that be like? What would it look like? You know, a white hole in that sense would be like a bright source of, you know, radiation of particles and light and all sorts of stuff. And so in that sense, a white hole is like a pretty good name for it. But, you know, it's like a bright source, you know, so it looks, it's, it's very bright. It's like white, right? That's the, the idea of the wow. name, I think, why the name makes some sense. But, um, you know, you can ask like, 
number one, is that consistent with any of the theories that we have? It, right now, it's just an idea. Like, oh, here's a cool idea. Could we have a rainbow hole? Could we have a purple hole? Right? Uh, could we have a white hole? <laughs> and then you have to ask, like, you know, one, do the equations support it? And then two, uh, is it possible that it actually exists out there in the universe? Okay, so that's that's kind of the, the short of it, right? It's like, a, imagine a black hole, and then just imagine the opposite of it. <laughs> that's the idea of a white hole, right? I mean, uh, right? Like anything you imagine, don't know about a black hole, just turn it on its head. But, you know, you have to ask like the opposite along what axis, right? Like what are you oppositing? You know, what are you inverting oh. to make a black hole into a white hole, right? Because, um, oh. you know, you it's might not ask, just like, everything. Yeah, what's the opposite of chocolate? Is it peanut butter or is it white chocolate? Is it like, you know... Um, it, Obviously, it's white chocolate. I mean, <laughs> but it's, that's still chocolate, right? <laughs> I don't um, know. It's confusing. it's confusing. I think my stuff. wife would disagree. I think she has strong <laughs> opinions about whether white chocolate should be called chocolate. Have you tried this rose chocolate? A rose chocolate. <laughs> I'm not making that up. That's a thing. There's, there's, there's really? brown chocolate, oh. white chocolate. And then in the history of chocolate science, they recently came up with a new kind of chocolate. Rose chocolate. Wow. Was it a physicist who came up with that? Or? <laughs> and I don't know if it was a theoretical Ruining chocolate first. as well as our understanding <laughs> of the universe. Well, you know, there is that famous correlation between the amount of chocolate consumed per capita and the number of Nobel Prizes per capita. So, yeah, maybe it was yeah, a physicist. I've heard. Um, I don't know. Mm. We should do a whole podcast on rose chocolate, but maybe we should actually eat some first. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Actually, I think that's not rose chocolate. I think it's called ruby chocolate yeah that's right it's ruby chocolate all right let's get into whether this even makes any sense theoretically or practically and let's get into the whether or not these actually exist but first let's take a quick break ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities, but it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. All right, we're talking about white holes, Daniel. And so uh, you were saying it's like a black hole, but it's kind of like where you, it, almost the opposite of it. If a black hole um, doesn't let things escape and that's why it looks black, the a white hole just pushes everything out. That's why it looks white. Yeah, it would look white. exactly. And so I was trying to understand like, what is a white hole? How do you make one? What arrangement of mass in space would give you a white hole? Because like we understand how to make a black hole. You take a bunch of stuff, you squeeze it down to a really small area so you have so much gravity that you get this crazy curvature of space and nothing can leave, right? It's weird. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's real. But we understand how you might do that. How do you build a white hole, right? What creates a white hole? What does it even mean? Hmm. Can I ask you a question? Um, so a lot of times they explain black holes using the rubber sheet analogy of the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, like where you imagine mm -hmm. that space is like a giant rubber sheet. And gravity is kind of like the um, putting a bowling ball on that rubber sheet and, and seeing the indentation of it on the sheet, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times mm -hmm. they explain black holes as these, like if you put a, like a bazillion bowling balls, it's just going to create this giant um, hole, divot mm -hmm. in the rubber sheet, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so is a white hole kind of the opposite where you like maybe you pinch a bit of that rubber sheet and then you lift it up to create like a, like a peak instead of a hole? No, and that's part of the really confusing bit is that a white hole is also, because that that would be like negative gravity or having negative oh. mass, but it's not a white hole. Right. A white hole is also just a blob of mass and it has a gravitational force towards the white hole, right? Not away from it. This is the really confusing part. A white hole is the same arrangement of mass as a black hole. And it sort of only exists sort of in counterpart to the black hole. Like it's not clear that a white hole could ever exist on its own. It might be sort of just like uh -huh. a strange conceptual reflection of a black hole. Wait, you're saying that if I, if I was in the presence of a white hole, I would get attracted to it, but I just couldn't enter it. Yeah, that's right. And I think... So there's one really crazy, weird conception of a white hole. But I think the simplest place to start is actually to start with a wormhole. Now, we once talked mm. in our podcast about like, are wormholes real, right? And it's possible that wormholes exist. Wormholes are allowed by general relativity. And wormholes in some conception are essentially a black hole, right? Where you get fall into the black hole, except it's a wormhole. It's not just a you get fall into the black hole and you're stuck there. Inside the black hole is a connection to somewhere else in the universe where you then get spout out. What's that other side of the wormhole? Well, it's a white hole. So you get sucked into the black hole and then you get shot out the white hole, right? 
And that, and that sort of explains like how the black hole and the white hole are really two halves of the same thing. Right. A wormhole needs an, an in and an out. That's right. For it to, you know, to be effective, right? You Otherwise know, it's just a hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. And so that's one conception of a white hole. It's like the back end of a wormhole. Wait, do all black holes connect to a wormhole or only some of them or... No, we don't even know if they exist, right? Now, most of the black holes that we do know exist are a different kind of black hole. They're the kind of black hole that's formed by gravitational collapse. Like you have a star and it, it's, it's fusing, it doesn't want to fuse anymore, it's used up all its fuel, and now it's collapsed into a really dense blob and it just creates, a, you know, maybe a singularity, we don't know what's going on, but it does not make a wormhole. But if wormholes do exist then one idea of them is a pair of holes, the black hole and the white hole connected. But not every black hole is a wormhole. Okay, all right. So uh, if a wormhole exists, one end would need to be a black hole and the other end would need to be a white hole. Right, and that's sort of how you make sense of a black hole and a white hole being formed from the same configuration of mass. Because in order to bend space in that way to bring some distant part of space close so that you can go from like here to Alpha Centauri without actually traveling through all that space it takes a single configuration of mass. How you do it, I don't know. Nobody knows. But that's that's the reason why like a white hole and a black hole are sort of a reflection of the same arrangement of mass and energy that have, you know, been configured to do this, to create this wormhole thing. And that's and that's the simplest sort of white hole to understand. <laughs> it gets crazier from there. It gets crazy. There's there's multiple flavors of white holes. There's there's a lot of different flavors of white hole, and some of them don't make any sense at all. Well, you were telling me earlier that they don't make any sense to anybody, right? Like these are these are a little bit far out there, and nobody really understands them. Yeah, you know, I walked around campus, and I went to some mathematicians' offices, and some theoretical physicists' offices, and folks that like even really think about the formal theory. And um, and ask them about white holes. Like, what do you know about white holes? Do you have an idea? How would you explain this? And um, they were stumped also. You know, white holes are not something that most theoretical physicists think about very much. They're not um, a sort of a topic of current research. They're not really taken very mm. seriously. It's sort of like, it's not really a well-formed idea yet. It's like somebody said one afternoon, like, huh, maybe there's a white hole thing. And somebody else picked it up and, you know, walked a little further. But it's not like, finished yet. It's not like black holes where we had a really solid theoretical understanding of what they would be like before we found them. This is like, maybe mm. this is might be a thing. Nobody's really even thought it through all the way yet. So I asked a Nobody bunch, sat down to do the math. It just kind of gets mentioned. Yeah. And there's a few places where people have worked it out like this wormhole, black hole, white, the whole thing. And a couple other cases, maybe we can talk about in a moment, but it's not something that's really rigorously understood or, or not something that even people agree on what it means. You know, you say white hole to one um, theorist, they might understand something totally different than another theorist. So it's really just, oh, um, it's mm -hmm. sort of, it's an idea of an idea so far. All right. So step us through how it works with these white hole, uh, wormholes. So something goes into a black hole, goes through the wormhole and it comes out the other end. Is that kind of what a white hole? Yeah. And that's how doing? a white hole would be spewing stuff out, right? What is it spewing out? Where is the stuff that it spews out come from? It comes from the black hole on the other side, right? And that's why, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to have anything in it. Um, and it can still spew stuff out or it can spew stuff out forever without disappearing because whatever goes in the 
the black hole on the other side comes out. But they're in totally different parts of the universe, right? Yes, but sort of. I mean, remember, we like to think of space as sort of a, a flat sheet, right? It's like simple and, you know, to go from here to there, you need to go through space. But space can have all sorts of different um, organizations. Like it can be bent around in a donut so that, you know, you leave off of one edge and you appear in the other edge. And it can have all sorts of really complicated geometry so that you can connect different parts of space, things that you would think are really far apart. You can make it so you they're actually near each other. Right. And so you can and that's what a wormhole is. So wait, would the donut have black chocolate frosting or white <laughs> chocolate frosting? It depends on whether you're going into the donut or out of the donut, of course. Whether <laughs> <laughs> you're throwing it up or you're eating it. Is that that's what right. you're saying? <laughs> that's right. Um, and, tastes, I think it tastes better going in than <laughs> usually, usually. Um and, and that's sort of the simplest conception of a white hole that I understand. But there are other ideas of white holes, right? And, and these are not mm. consistent necessarily with the whole wormhole concept. They're just like different ideas of how a white hole might appear. And one of them says, one of them is an argument sort of like this, says that um, general relativity is supposed to be time symmetric, meaning the equations of general relativity work just as well for a universe going forwards in time and backwards in time, right? And that might sound really weird to you. You might think, huh, how can a universe go backwards in time? That doesn't make any sense. Well, we don't know why, how a universe could go backwards, but we also don't know why the universe is going forwards. So it's sort of interesting to, to note that you could run the universe backwards in general relativity and get the same equations, right? So a particle, uh, Earth going around the sun one way, in general relativity says it also works the other way, okay? Hmm. so Like if you hit reverse right? Mm -hmm. Or the back arrow in the streaming video player, mm -hmm. it should look sort of normal, mm -hmm. just backwards. Exactly. So then you can say, well, there are weird things in general relativity like black holes. So then what is the time reversed black hole look like, right? How can you time reverse a black hole? If, if general relativity is supposed to be time reversible, and general relativity predicts black holes, then what does the time-reversed black hole look like? Boom, that's a white hole. It looks like something that's not sucking stuff in, but just spewing stuff out. Yeah, exactly. But general relativity is not the only law out there, right? There are other laws like thermodynamics and the second law of thermodynamics that says entropy always increases. And so, you know, you can't just um, create new matter and you can't just like uh, violate the second law of thermodynamics by like spewing that by undoing a black hole, right? And so it's a, it's sort of a, um, an unfinished concept because while mm. that would be allowed by general relativity, it's not allowed by the second law of thermodynamics. And so we don't really think that that's a thing. And so I sort of get the sense that um, this white hole is sort of interesting to think about, but nobody can really make it work or make sense. Is that kind of uh, where, where we are with it? Yeah, exactly. It's like open territory in theoretical physics that nobody has really gone and like chiseled out carefully to figure out what's going on. And is this interesting? And can we even make a solid prediction experimentally of what to look for, right? But it's it's interesting because it's uh, it seems like there might be something there, right? Maybe in the future, somebody will think about it carefully enough to figure out what ideas are important and how they fit together and how to make it all connect. And then we'll know what to look for. 
And, you know, that was the case also for other theoretical things. Like before Peter Higgs came up with the Higgs boson, people knew that there was there was something interesting to be done there. Like somebody had to figure out how these particles get mass. It didn't quite make sense. And, and you know, a young brash uh, scientist waded into this muck and figured it out and made it all clear. And then us experimentalists knew what to look for. And that's sort of the stage mm. we're at with white holes. It's like we're pre-pre-discovery. It's more of a like a fun maybe right now. Yeah, exactly. You, you might say mm. like, um, well, are there is there any evidence of, of white holes? You know, like can we look out there, even if we don't have a solid theoretical understanding, can we flip it on its head and say, let's just look for them? Because if we find one, then that'll give us a lot of clues as to how the theory has to work, right? And right. You know, so what would a white hole look like? Well, it be really bright source of crazy radiation and you know the universe mm -hmm. is filled with lots of crazy sources of radiation and so sometimes people like to speculate like oh this big gamma ray burst right a really a recent huge gamma ray burst people thought could this be a white hole and most of the field went no of course not um it's a supernova but, uh, you know, it's fun to speculate. You're saying like maybe one of the stars we see at night could be like a white hole or? It could be, except that we'd expect a white hole probably to be transient, right? Like it would um, give really? off a huge amount of radiation and then fizzle, right? Or really, or it could, oh. be, it could be not very bright at all. Like if it's the backside of a wormhole, then it only shows up when something goes through it, right? If nothing is getting transited through the wormhole, then the white hole is sort of, I don't know, dark Stays for quiet. a while. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, and, you know, other ideas are like, well, maybe the Big Bang was a white hole, right? And uh, does that mean what? that our whole universe is the backside of a black hole from somewhere else? You know, like, because if you're thinking about like crazy sources of radiation spewing out of nowhere, that kind of sounds like the Big Bang. <laughs> Where, yeah, because uh, the Big Bang, you, you get asked, where did all this stuff in the universe come from? Exactly. It seems to sort of violate second law of thermodynamics. You know, if you think of the universe as a closed system. So, you know, and that's the sort of fun stuff to think about. And I think when theoretical physicists get tired of working on hard problems they know well, they like to bounce this kind of stuff around in their heads and see if they can, like, find mm. a new little bite to take out of it. But, um, you know, it's not really something that... Uh, it's like, what do professional dreamers dream about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When they're exactly. not dreaming professionally. Yeah, exactly. When they're done eating the bananas and they smoke the peels, what do these guys think about? And, um, and <laughs> What do they do in their downtime? <laughs> yeah, and so I think if you got a bunch of theoretical physicists in a room and you asked them all... Um, or you got them all in separate rooms and you ask them all to define a white hole, I bet you would get as many different answers as theorists you ask. It's just like uh, white chocolate. You know, if you ask people <laughs> if they like white chocolate, you would get a very polarizing <laughs> set of responses. Yeah, all the people with taste would say yes, and all the people who don't understand <laughs> oh, chocolate would say no. I mean, it's pretty simple. <laughs> All right, so uh, white holes sounds like uh, they're uh, a, a wait for it, maybe kind of thing. Yeah, it's sort of like um, they're like a know, weight hole. Yeah, either it's nothing, or it's like a little bit of twenty second century physics that uh, we're just hearing about for the first time now. You know, um, because if you hear, mm. if you read about like the history of black holes, it's sort of existed as a crazy idea for a long, long time, decades before anybody took it seriously. And so maybe oh. we're just in those, those sort of early stages 
of the history of white holes. In the future, textbooks will be written about how, you know, people bandied this idea around for a while before XYZ uh, physicist from, you know, Ecuador or somewhere cool um, finally figured out what it meant and then figured out how to look for it. And that's when progress really started. Could we be just in the prehistory of the discovery of white holes? Right. And hopefully there'll be a little asterisk that says Daniel and Jorge made a podcast episode about it, (laughs) which inspired that person in Ecuador, that girl or or guy in Ecuador. And there we go. Daniel and Jorge made a podcast about it in which no progress was made. (laughs) (laughs) But other people were inspired to actually make progress. Yes, that would be a wonderful story. Well, it's, it sounds like a fun idea and that could potentially have big repercussions. I mean, if the Big Bang does turn out to be a white hole, that would be a very big deal. Yeah. And, you know, if there are black holes and there are white holes, then maybe there are rose holes out there in the universe. You never know. Or gray holes. <laughs> or grab a gray worm holes, which is like a Game of Thrones <laughs> reference and a physics reference. That's right. That's right. So, you know, expand your mind and think about all the kind of things that could be out there in the universe that are out there in the universe that are definitely not out there in the universe or that, you know, might eventually be in the minds of theorists and then discovered by experimentalists. The universe is crazy. It's filled with crazy stuff. And one day we'll figure it all out. So go out there and get crazy (laughs) and enjoy some white chocolate. See you next time. If you still have a question after listening to all these explanations, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and Jorge, that's one word, or email us at feedback at danielandjorge.com. Thanks for listening, and remember that Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island. It becomes part of you. 
In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 